Welcome to Merrickville. Oh, it's Monday. A few dusty people around Triple M today. Might be one of them myself after the tour yesterday, which was awesome. We'll be getting to that very shortly. Have a good chat about that. We'll also be getting your tips on best hair of the dog because that might be required around here. I know it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, but still it's a bit slow. We've got a Sydney Uncovered today. You're going to find out about your third airport you didn't even know you had, Sydney. And I'll be joined by Michelle Bridges and Justin Hamilton later on today as well. Thank you to everybody who came yesterday to the Waywood Brewery in Camperdown for the Toury uh, for Merrickville. It was awesome. That was amazing. It was an awesome day. Like, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was on, brilliant. On, I know we're doing Sydney Uncovered later on in the show. Yeah. But that was a genuine Sydney Uncovered moment for me yesterday at the Wayward Brewery. It was, it was amazing. It's, the Wayward Brewery is in Camperdown, but it's the building's like 120-something years old. It used to be an old um, cellar, and a, a wine... Wine cellar. Yeah, a wine cellar where they used to make wine. And these the rooms that you can go into are all covered in wax, and that was because they used to pour, use those as vats. So just the whole rooms were vats, and they would just pour the wine in there. And then they would, uh, then they'd go off, let it sit there yeah. and ferment, and then they would eventually make wine out of it. And it was like a Camperdown wine. That was what it was called. Who was growing wine around here? Bizarre, awesome. Now, it was good. We were going to, uh, we took along some recording equipment, yeah, because uh, we had plans to, you know, get some, get some audio, That's make some thought. videos out yeah, of it, hundred percent. But we can't use any of it. Can't use any of it because old mate Pete, Pete, who owns the, uh, who's the head brewer there, or likes a beer, chief doer of things, likes a beer. Swears like a bloody sailor. The more beers he has, the more swears he gets. Made hey, me look good. Like, made me look brilliant. He, he made you and Lawrence Mooney look safe. Oh, safe? He was great. Great. To, uh, the Just a real quick snapshot. The brewery itself is awesome. Like, it's just like an, a wicked kind of like pub atmosphere there. You can mm. get food and everything like that. That's great. Um, and they've got all the beers on taps. It's not like, you know, they've got three or four beers. There's probably about eight or ten beers in the side. More than that, yeah, heaps. It's great. I drank all of them. <laughs> I did. I drank all of them. There was no beer I didn't drink. You also you also ate a bit of uh, malt. I ate some malt. Yeah, which, which they let, said don't, don't eat this. They said don't eat that. Yeah, and I ate it. And then they went, no, we were serious about that. And I thought, oh, you're doing that thing where you tell me don't eat it. And then I eat it, and you go, oh, you're legend. And they didn't do that. Part. And so while you you actually didn't turn up too bad, you 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 pulled up pretty good today. Yeah, but yeah. Our, but yeah. our um, executive producer Maddie Maddie oh, God. He's, he's... How were you this morning, Maddie? I was hungover when I got home. <laughs> you were hungover when you got home. See, that's where you made the mistake. You should have stayed longer with me. I was the last man to leave. Does that surprise anyone? I was literally the last person to leave to the point where it was embarrassing. And somebody actually just said to me, you go, where are all your friends gone, Merrick? And I went, oh, they've all gone home to their families. I'm just going to stay here for just 100 more. And then I'm totally out of here. So, Maddie, if you were hungover when you got home, what did you, did you, what was your remedy? Box of cheesels. A box, box of cheesels. Oh, that's good. That he's good. Wow. You know, sometimes if I've had a few too many, I think it's a really good idea for me to eat, you know, like uh, pickles, like gherkins, but wrapped up in floppy cheese. So you get a craft single. Ugh. And then, no, man, I know. What? Mate, I didn't say it was a good idea. That sounds like an 80s snack. So it sounds like, it says, no, it just sounds like something like, I don't know, somebody <laughs> poor and stupid would eat. Anyway, I like to eat those when I get home after I've had a few. But then the trick is, how do you bounce back the next day, right? That's what I want to do. I want to open up the phones. One triple three five three. Best hair of the dog. I don't think. Surprisingly, I don't think we've ever done this on this show. We've definitely done this before. Have we? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was really hungover last time. I don't remember it. <laughs> Have you I'd got say, one? Yeah, vitamin B shot. Um, <laughs> Sig into that. I'll give you a great one. Bloody Mary.
Yeah. Oh, okay. Vodka, tomato juice, because tomato juice is essentially you're just giving yourself, you know, mm. a big glass of nutrients. Get a heap of Tabasco, lots of Worcester in there, a bit of salt. Yeah. Whack all that in there. Knock that up, bang. I've had five of those this morning. <laughs> and another two before I went on air just to make sure I'd be all right. But we're not necessarily just after, like, food and nah. beverage ones. We're well, after, you know... If you if you're weird and a run helps you out. No, you know what I used to do when I was young, when I was well, like 25 or something like that, and I'd have a crank as I'd go out and just destroy myself, old school. And then I'd wake up in my little apartment in Newtown just with just tons of self hate, just so much <laughs> self hate. And then I'd just go, you know what I'm going to do? I'd go down and I'd get myself uh, a little burek, which is kind of like you know, um, burek's kind of like a pastry, yeah, and it's kind of like a, a little bit like gosselmay or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'd go and get one of those and I'd eat that and then I'd just get heaps of lemonade and I'd eat that and drink lemonade and watch Star Wars. Oh. Star Wars is the hangover killer. Yeah. Because right. you see Star Wars, it's predictable. You know all the characters, mm. you know where it goes, and at the end, they beat the Death Star. And you look at it and you just go, How's my hangover compared to that Death Star? Yes. I only have to beat the hangover. Yeah. I don't have to beat the Empire. Yeah, so you put you put things in comparison. Perspective. Yeah, yeah. Gives you it's wicked perspective. perspective. That's good. And it's a great feel good movie. You watch that, you're a winner. You know? Feel good movie. Do not, do not do, no, seriously, do not do That's something like, review. don't watch Schindler's List. Don't watch Schindler's List. It's not the feel-good epic. That is one review Star Wars never got, though. Feel-good movie. Feel-good movie. No, it's not. It does. It makes Action you feel blockbuster. Awesome. Feel-good movie. Made me feel good. still does. <laughs> one triple three five three. It can be something to eat. It can be something to drink. It can be something you can watch. It can be something you do. You know, uh, maybe you're a hostie and you get on the gas. I know they like jump, that. Jump in the ocean. Oh, oh that's, that's it. 100%. Yeah, the colder Spot the water, on. the better. Yeah, get Shocks the, you out of it. Get in the ocean. Not when you're drunk. That's, that's absolutely not. Super dangerous. One triple three five three. Give us your best hair of the dog. A few people waking up a little crusty today. Yeah. Feeling a little bit. A few people around the office feeling a bit dusty. Because we went to the tour yesterday, Mez. That's we went right. to the Wayward Brewing Company in Camden now. <clears throat> and there was, a, there was a massive sense of responsible service of alcohol. Don't worry about that. 100%. There was. But, Mez, quickly, before we get to, we got heaps of calls to get through. Mm. I want to um, I want to give a shout out, a negative shout out, actually, to uh, oh, yeah. one of the people who called up last week. Desperately wanted to come along. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, mate. This was, this was Jake on Friday. And I'd like to go on the brewery tour because it's my Bucks party on the Saturday. I think it'd be a good hair of the dog for me and my best man. Mm. I'm getting a bit of a, a nod from the boys here to let you come along anyway. Oh, fantastic. So you got your Bucks party on Saturday night. Roll up on Sunday. You'll be a little bit tired. We'll get a hair of the dog into you. That's what I thought. Jake, yep. if you turn up and you're as bad value of the show as you've been on this phone call, mate, we need you to lift if you're going to come on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to have to. I don't even know what I'm doing. It's all a surprise. Am I? My best man's from North Queensland. So, I, I think I think it was referring to your charisma, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Jake didn't roll up. What? Jake didn't make it. Took somebody else's spot. Yeah, I want to go. I want to go. Didn't roll up. That's He's probably uh, still handcuffed naked to something. <laughs> and when I say something, not his charisma. Maddie in Borkham Hill as well. Maddie, what's the best hair of the dog, champ? Uh, my best mate's mum told me this one. She's a nurse, and they'd used to go to their shift early and uh, pop an IV in their arm and have a little power nap. Oh, IV. How good is that? I know it's not good. It's actually a terrible thing to do, but just a little bit of a tap up before you do it. Because you flush yourself. They do that now. I think there's a place in, um, be in the eastern suburbs for sure. Because oh, it's the hangover clinic. Yeah, yeah. The, the hangover clinic. Where's that? It's, that'd be Paddington or somewhere. Somewhere it'd where be people have got suburbs. too much money. I guarantee it's eastern suburbs. <laughs> I'll put $1,000 on it says it's in the eastern suburbs. I'll get $1,000 says it's not in Penrith. <laughs> Where it should be. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, an IV. That's just like a, that's like a would fast you tap forward up? hydration. Would you tap up? 100%. Yeah, I would. I would. Absolutely. Straight in there. All right. Adrian and Warrington Downs. Hello, mate. 
Yeah, g'day guys. How are you? Good. Good What's the best hair of the dog for recovery on a Monday? Barocca Sunday. A Barocca spider. A Barocca spider? Ooh. What's yeah, that? Yeah, You just get a schooner of water. You know, well, you take some of it out, put two Barocas in it. Yeah. And a big scoop of ice cream in the top of it. Ho, ho. What? Oh, that is outstanding. Adrian, yeah. that is outstanding. I've never even that thought. That sounds oh, incredible. That is bloody brilliant. Oh, it goes down a treat. Trust me, guys. You've got to try it. How I mean, did you stumble sure. upon that? If you vomit that, though, that's coming out your nose because you've mixed dairy and fizz. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But, so, geez, it goes down well. Yeah, you want to keep. the stomach again so you can keep on drinking if you want to. Um, no, plus, if you're hungry, you can get straight stuck into the food no matter what. Hey, that's dynamite. And ice cream, just... That is... Uh, Adrian, well, how, did you, stu- how did you stumble up on that? Uh, big drinker myself, so, uh, yeah, just mm. come across it one day. I thought, oh, well, I've, I've had uh, raspberry spiders before, so I thought, oh, well, I'll try it with a barrage, and yeah. I went down a tree. Adrian mm. has tried a lot of things that haven't come to the <laughs> list as well. So he's, he's had a couple of exploits with some soy sauce that didn't quite work out. He's gone, soy sauce and ice cream? No! No, not at all. Got Alice in Campbelltown. Hello, Alice. How are you? Hi, how are you going? Really good indeed. Very long time. This is my first time caller. Oh, lovely to have you on the show, Alice. Thanks for calling through. Thank you. So um, my husband and I have this remedy of two penadine fork with a Gatorade prior to bed. Oh, yeah. That's an old school. Knock yourself yeah. out. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. It sort of just knocks you out and then you wake up, no hangover at all. Yeah, we shouldn't be encouraging you to be taking any pharmaceuticals <laughs> no. before you go to sleep. But certainly the Powerade's okay. I'm encouraging, Merrick. I'm just uh, putting it out there. Yeah, I, well, I'm just making sure I'm not encouraging, Alice. I've got to be honest, I'm not so worried about you. I'm more worried about myself. <laughs> Michael and Warunga, hello, mate. How are you? Very good indeed, mate. Best hair of the dog? Chili. Chili, and you mean the the plant, or do you mean like a like a chili beans kind of you know like a, a, a Mexican or Tex Mex kind of chili? Mate, anything with chili in it, you put a bit of fire in the mouth, and it takes the headache away. So you reckon just the burning sensation in your mouth takes away the hangover? Yeah, well, it's just replacing it, isn't it? And it works well. Yeah, but I mean, you could go and whack your hand with a hammer, and it's <laughs> all you do is moving the pain from Actually, one area I think to you've another. Given us Dimitri That's from Coogee's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Michael. Let's I don't get know to. How I feel about that one. Let's get to. No, I don't like that at all. Dimitri in Coogee. Hello, mate. Yeah. G'day. I like uh, watching the SBS news, man. Just ethnic news that I don't understand. You just day, and you just listen to Polish and Macedonian and Spanish, and that just gets my brain into. Uh... <laughs> that, that is the greatest thing, Dimitri. That and a Barocca Sunday and a spider, I mean, that would be just outstanding. Is there any particular broadcast service that you like? Like, is it is it the Greek news? Is it uh, Italian soccer Polish, coverage? Polish news is great. Macedonian news is great. 11 o'clock, it's the Spanish news, and you just dribble. You just don't know what they're saying. Yeah. You just wake up. That's how I wake up yeah, on a at, Sunday morning. And you wake up and you're starving because all the language <laughs> is going, I feel like eating a Dolmati. Very excited. Shortly, I'll be joined by Michelle Bridges, uh, joining me in the studio. And later on, Justin Hamilton is going to pop by and have a bit of a laugh as well. But as you may know now, I have forced a segment into Australian radio that was never requested and has become an absolute phenomenon. In fact, I think it's just been nominated for an Australian Commercial Radio Award. Is that correct? Yeah, it just missed out. Did it? Yeah. Did it? Oh, yeah. it's a bugger. Yeah. Any, did I get secret sound. Did I get nominated for any other awards? Yeah, you did. You're did defending I? a title. Good. For best documentary. 
Good. With your little Port Arthur thing where oh, you chatted good. with little Johnny Howard. and Good. I wouldn't mind another award. I mean, I won one last year. wouldn't be bad to win another one this year. Just as a... All right, mate. It's not all about you. Probably not going to win. Actually, anyway. it is. The show's called Maryville. Yeah, it is actually. No, spot on. Good. Another thing about me is telling you about things about Sydney that you probably already knew or didn't care about. You live in this city, but do you know what lies beneath? This is an incomplete history of Australia's first colony. This is Sydney Uncovered. As Sydney siders, we're all familiar with our two airports, Kingsford Smith at Mascot and the Salim Mahaja at Bankstown. But in fact, Sydney has three airports. The third one is made of water, and it's our oldest. Rose Bay and its surrounding waters was Australia's first international airport, an airport for flying boats. The impetus for the introduction of the flying boats to Sydney was the expansion of international airmail services. The Poms were finding that too many of their horses were drowning in the ocean. Which, incidentally, is how seahorses came to be. <laughs> Just kidding. None survived. Shh. Go to sleep, sea biscuit. You're in a better place now. In 1937, Australia joined the Empire Airmail Scheme despite some local community opposition. Let me guess, rich people didn't want an airport near their mansions? Surprise, surprise. Rose Bay became the terminus for the UK to Australia route. A base was built at Rose Bay that included a large hangar and flying boats soon evolved to carry passengers. The first full service from Sydney to Southampton departed on the 5th of July 1938 with 30 stops between Sydney and London, thus creating the now famous Kangaroo Route, which means something entirely different in parts of the Northern Territory. Do not Google! Do not Google! Flights travelled along the east coast to Singapore, then via Bangkok, where shit got seriously loose, like ladyboys and ping pong and the lot. All right, OK, all right, enough, enough. Then on to Calcutta, Karachi, Alexandria, Basra, Marseille and on to Southampton. In-flight full restaurant service was introduced and meals included roast mutton with peas and potatoes, ham or pressed beef, ox tongue with vegetables or green salad. Meanwhile, if you were nimble enough, you could create your own pressed ham on one of the windows. Troy! Stop it, pants on! At the start of World War II, the flying boat aircraft were called upon by the RAAF to support the war effort, ferrying supplies and carrying out reconnaissance operations. The post-war period was the golden age of luxury flight travel, when flying was strictly reserved for the wealthy. In 1947, a return flight to Australia from England cost more than 100 times the average annual wage. So in today's terms, $8 million, 12 avocados, or just enough for a house deposit in Burwood. And you wonder why people fly Tiger. The early 1950s heralded the arrival of jet airliners, which at first struggled with landing on water. But once they figured out land was more appropriate, there was a gradual demise for the flying boats. In 1955, Qantas discontinued its flying boat service and sold its aircraft to Ansett Airways, who then sold them to TAA, who then sold them back to Ansett, who then sold them to Compass, who then sold them to Tiger, who chucked on some wheels and now used them between Adelaide and the Gold Coast. Today, a commercial company operates commuter flights to and from Palm Beach, as well as flights over the harbour. And on a clear day, you can see all the horny housewives of Mossman poolside, just hanging for some young bloke to come and clean their pool and... Oh, what? OK, that, that's done. Bit of... T- oh. No, 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 you, you, you're finished. The end. Here comes the money! Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary, here's a word from our sponsor.
G'day, Mark Howard here. A year ago, I started the Howie Games podcast, which has given me a fantastic opportunity to chat with some of the biggest names in world sport. Now, at times, the episodes get pretty emotional, like Ricky Ponting talking about his son. Two, uh, two lots of three weeks at a time in intensive care where um, you're just not really sure what's going to happen. But um, no, he got through the first one fine. And then when he got to six months of age, he had an, another pretty serious infection that we didn't know anything about, the doctors didn't know much about. And yeah, that was the scariest one because he was sort of shut down for, well, he was, I think, uh, sedated for about four or five days at, at one stage with um, where he couldn't open his eyes. And um, yeah. Yeah, I can obviously see the effect it has on you, mate, which is why it's... Um... <laughs> now you've got me upset. That's what happens when you've got young kids, mate. Um... Fucking deep breath and get on with it, eh? You can listen to the Howie Games at podcastone.com.au or via the Podcast One app. Merrickville here on Triple M. Exercise Your Mood is a fantastic campaign by the Black Dog Institute. It runs for the month of September and it's about encouraging all Australians to feel better by being more active. Exercise is shown to improve your mood and general well-being and reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression, all of which we are susceptible at times. Triple M is right behind this and so too is Michelle Bridges and she joins me in the studio now. Welcome to Triple M. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an important topic and I love talking about it, so thank you. It's a great thing. I'll tell you, I um, recently went through a body transformation because I was about 12 kilos heavier than I I am now. You're looking rather slender. Yeah, svelte is the the word I like to describe myself. Yes. But I've found by exercising five days a week during the week, it's so much better for my mind, for my clarity and for my moods. Absolutely. I mean, there's so much research out there that tells us that exercise does incredible things for the way in which we feel about ourselves, about our environment, about our you know problems, whatever they may be. Yep. It just changes your perception on things. So, you know, we've all got issues that go on in our lives and some of them are, are, are tragic and some of them are not so tragic, but they come and go and that's called life. The best way to handle them or to at least change your perception on them is to get some exercise and moving your body. And it could be from running 10Ks to doing a yoga class to doing some meditation. All of these things can make a massive difference. And even just one session mm. can immediately have an impact on your physicality and on the way in which you feel. Definitely on your moods. I find the days where I don't exercise, my mood's not as uh, vibrant. I'm, I'm in a fairly, I come in here in a very good mood because I've got a good job and I work with good people. But before I used to exercise, I used to come in here and just tear shreds off Lamp. Poor Liam there. I just, no, they did say that I before I walked him. in today. They oh, said now, he no, was but, a real... No, no, no. But now I just, now I just bully him for fun. Yeah. Now it's just purely fun bullying. And he loves he loves the bullying that I do. Is it because of the endorphins? Is that what it is? is it's it the, the dolphins. It's the, the dolphins, dolphins are dolphins. just jumping high, yeah, sky yeah. high. Look, it's um we're built to move. Um, and as soon as the, you know, you've got the, the chemistry running through the body, so the blood's pumping, the, you know, your hormones mm-hmm. and, and uh, your emotions change... You get to the end of that, that training session and everything seems to just feel a little bit different. I actually went out to Silverwater Prison yesterday, in fact. What have you done? Yes. <laughs> I went out there and I trained about 30 women. Both Steve and myself went out there and did yep. that. We did a 30 minutes workout and at the end of that workout, right at the very end, the girls were high-fiving, yep. hugging each other, woohooing, And, you know, it was that snapshot of yep. that moment that I thought this is exactly 
why these ladies need to be doing some exercise and why the rest of the country needs to as well. You know why they were doing that though, Michelle? It's because you distracted the guards and one of them had done a runner. I, that's and what that's it was. So they were going, I'm pretty sure it was that I actually... <laughs> Sally's gone! <laughs> I'm almost certain it could have been because yeah. I brought Commando yeah. into a women's prison. But look, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever it takes. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you, I saw something a little bit troubling. Uh, there's a Google alert about you uh, on the weekend. This is from the Daily Mail, so look out. Uh, I got a shot of you with this headline. You're walking out of a shop with a bag and said, winding down. Michelle Bridges cuts a chic figure as she ditches activewear for tight leather pants on a quick run to the bottle shop. <laughs> that's that's a, a joyful headline, are you, isn't it? Are these people insinuating that you lead your life like the rest of us? <laughs> Goodness, help me if they caught me, you know, buying toilet paper or something. Oh, I'd, be, I'd be really in trouble then, wouldn't it's it? It's when you have to buy a, a suspect-looking cream that you don't want to be photographed, right? <laughs> or if I'm walking into some kind of fast food joint, which would never happen, Merrick, no, I can no, promise no, you. No, no, Sure, we all have our weak spots. What is your weakness, though? What's that thing where you just go, I cannot go past? Oh, look, I'm a big fan of, um, they've got to be good. They can't just be any kind hot chips. Yeah. I love them, but yeah, they yeah. can't just be like your run of the mill. They've got yeah, to be yeah. crispy, maybe a bit of gourmet salt, rosemary, yeah, yeah. you know, something that's got, that's quite special. Hey, Michelle, before we let you go, you've mentioned um, the important, you know, you're referencing going for walks there and being active lifestyle. I wanted to ask you in around the exercise area, is there a minimum length that men's exercise shorts should be? Like, you know, oh, this is a good question. Out. This is a very, very a, serious question. I mean, it's, question. it's not prompted by bullying. anything. This is bullying. Just out of curiosity. This is a very serious question. And a lot of my friends, both male and female, have had this topic of discussion okay. going on for years. Well, you're a professional, so this is definitive. Oh, I, I truly believe that when things go astray, yep. shall we say, mm -hmm. That's the time to check in. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you suggesting that I should stop <laughs> running once my balls are outside of my shorts? Is that what I'm, because that's what Look, I'm hearing. Hey, you said it, Mary, not me. <laughs> Beginning to get the message. Thank you on two but fronts. But just remind me where your running um, well, tracks was, are and I'll be staying well away from them. It's not even running. It's just going out, putting the wheelie bins out. <laughs> Michelle Bridges uh, is part of Exercise Your Mood. It's a fantastic campaign. For more details, go and visit the Black Dog Institute. Uh, thank you very much for coming in and having a chat to us. Thank you. Living on a prayer. Got a prayer. Living on it. Right. <laughs> just, I mean, they were living on acid wash jeans, but then they right. went, "No, nah, let's move on to a prayer." Mate, I just respect those times. It was a, it was a good time when a, when a real dinky guy guy could just wear tight jeans and have really bouffant hair and yep. sing about how he has the feels. Yeah. <laughs> Different times. Different times of living. And then along came Al-Qaeda and ruined that feeling, didn't they? What? They ruined I've that been feeling. so angry at Al-Qaeda, but the idea that they've ruined Bon Jovi <laughs> makes me furious. Bon Jovi will eventually win out in the Without the holy war that is between them and Al-Qaeda. Mate, John Bon Jovi, he's, yeah, that, like, he's a, he's a fine-looking rooster. He's going to eventually, they'll succumb to his charms. So right. That's my thing. I know I did. I don't know who the current head of Al-Qaeda is, well, but if he is listening. How are we talking about Bon Jovi and Al-Qaeda? Uh, mate, you're a part of the show. On my Why run sheet, it's on my right. run sheet. It says Merrick's son ate part of his iPad, what? and we're talking about Bon Jovi and Al Qaeda. Well, well, I don't know. I'm prepared to take calls on what you'd like to hear about. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Ring up now. Bon Jovi versus Al Qaeda. Yeah, I mean, choose your own adventure show. That's what it is. <laughs> we should do one of those. Oh, I don't mind. You tell us what you want. We'll do that tomorrow. We'll do what. Hey, when you're in next, we'll uh, do that. We'll yeah, do, okay. Okay, we'll yeah. just...
Might even do it later on. Who knows? I might do it now. I don't know. Mate. Okay. I, so, I have to say, what do you mean that your son ate part of your iPad? Okay. Was he was he at a like an Oriental Apple restaurant? It was it an <laughs> iPad tie? Like what's going on? <laughs> iPad tie. <laughs> Very good. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so last night we went to we went to the brewery yesterday for uh the tourie and had a great day. Yeah. I've come home, had a few and uh we're watch, it's movie night in the White's House. We'd like to watch a movie on the Sunday night with the kids. Uh, yep. A bit of popcorn. Great. Watching Austin Powers. Everything's going well. First one. Kids, second one. Kids second are, one. Kids are loving it. Yep. Dad's happy. Mum's happy. Everyone's good. Yeah. And Wolf just turns around and just goes, Dad, I've eaten part of my iPad. What <laughs> 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 you mean? I said, what, mate? We're just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, I'd had a few. And I was right. like, did I just? I could have sworn. And Georgie goes, what do you mean you've eaten part of your iPad, son? And he goes, I ate part of my iPad. Now I'm scared I'm going to die. And he started freaking out. We go, what are you doing? What are you doing eating an iPad? How do you eat an iPad? Right. How do you eat an iPad? And he goes, he got poor bugger. And if he's listening, don't. Um, he, got, he got really, really worked up. Oh, poor kid. Yeah. He'd eaten part of his iPad. Right. And now he was, it was going to have some sort of real, you know, Problem complication, yeah. right? Like he was going to crap a USB or something yeah. like that. Now here's... we don't know. So he, Georgie's on the phone to a friend of hers who yeah. is in the medical fraternity. Yeah, saying our son's eating part of his iPad. Right. What do we do? And she said yeah. that's not good, but he no. should be alright. We'll put that out. And Plug we'll... him in. Download a new s- operating system. Yeah, just slowly get updates. Oh, right. Wolfie's updating. Here we go. Here we go. Here he we went go. to sleep after ten 20... minutes of inactivity. Uh, oh, what's going on with this kid's battery? Uh, this is bullshit. He's on, he's on Woofi, which is... <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's going to get me done. <laughs> so he said to me, it's a weird thing. It's like we're sitting there, like I was. I was half boozed. And I'm going, yeah. hang on a second, how's my son? He's a legitimately intelligent boy, right? Yeah. He's not like me. He's He's got his mum's genes. Right. How have you eaten part of your iPad, mate? I've seen your iPad. <laughs> a, it's in a protective case. Right. And B, it's a freaking iPad. Yeah, How have you eaten it? That's, the, that's what I'm worrying about. Like, what did he do? Did he manage to eat the button? Like, what's happened? This is the weirdest thing. Right. He's chipped off a tiny piece of glass from the frame, right? From the from the plate. Right. A tiny little slither of glass right. has come off. Now, he said to us, he thought it was a salt fleck, you know, from oh. like, you know, salt flakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Because we live in one of those houses. <laughs> you do. We eat salt flakes. So it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, if we just stuck with old... Old mate sacks assault, we'd be fine. <laughs> right. We have this drama. Yes. I'm sure he might have ended up snorting it, but that's a different. <laughs> anyway. Dad, I so just old, got... the old mate's got crystal meth completely balled up. Right. Old mate has picked up, he just, he's on his thumb, thought it was a salt flake, which right. he likes. Yes. On the kitchen bench, because that's where he had his iPad. Right. Boom, he's putting it in his mouth. Right. And then he swallowed it. And. Like it was the weirdest thing. We were watching Austin Powers. It's just come out out of nowhere. He just goes, yeah. Dad, I've eaten part of my iPad. Right. Mate, why wouldn't you tell us when you ate part of the iPad? Right. Because he just became worried about it later on in the evening. He'd eaten it about four hours before. Oh, so four hours before? At least four hours before he'd eaten his iPad. So that's technically, because I was at the brewery, that's technically on his mum's watch. Right. So, I mean, if we have to point the finger of blame. Yes, officer. Anyone, well, it's not dad. Yeah. Dad wasn't there. He was out doing some responsible drinking. Yeah. Whereas his mum lets him eat iPads. Come on, Georgie. Not saying there. I know. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm sure it's in a handbook somewhere. Don't let your kids eat technology. King is off in the corner licking the TV. What's going on here? (laughs) This tastes. I mean, seriously. (laughs) This tastes like old entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, It's got a slight taste of redundancy.
So old mate's eating part of his iPad oh, and poor kids had to freak out. We had to calm him down, say, you're not going to die. Is it's, he okay? He's going to poop it out. Well, yeah, yeah he's, he's fine today. He's got no drums. You've got to be careful. I mean, obviously, yeah. eating an iPad is not a great idea. Mm. Mate, it's not a thing you should encourage your children you to don't do. Wanna, you don't want to touch screen poo either. No. So. <laughs> and it was a decent shard too, Hammer. Was I was like, yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're all of the sh- if you've got a shard on the iPad, it's yeah. not going to be a blunt one. No, of course. It's going to be a stabby one. The yes. Hammer on the way out, you just have to make sure you wipe left. <laughs> right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Tinder. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm old. It took me a little while. That's what wipe left. He's just going to smear it. <laughs> Don't tell my son to do that. Oh. But I was worried about, like, and it, George and I are hypothesizing way too long last night about our son's poo. Going, right. I mean, what happens if is the particle as it goes out? What if it gets stabby, like an yeah. anchor? Yeah, it stabs its way in his colon or something like that. Right. What do we do then? She goes, Well, that's a problem because you can never find them, and this is a real drama. And I'm going, Well, now you're making me feel uncomfortable. What do we do? Do we go to hospital now? Right. I can't drive. No. I've got a hundred. I can't, I can't. I mean, I'm probably not far from going to hospital myself. So right. I don't understand how this is. This Maybe is, I just went. Oh, this is just getting all too much now. Get a two for one at the hospital. <laughs> you can be on a heart bum machine while your son gets his stabby glass bit out of his arsehole. <laughs> and explaining it to the doctors to this girl. That's the language we talk. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you're not part of the medical fraternity? Stabby ass bit. <laughs> so we just went, because we're Australians, we went, look, let's just see how this rolls out. <laughs> right, of course. So, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, no, you know, no issues. I asked him this morning, I said, have you, have you been to the twit? And he goes, no, not yet, Dan. I went, all right, okay, we'll just see how this right. pans In out. In Wolf's defence, I reckon the majority of our audience would have eaten something that's, that's not food. 100%. Mate. I said that straight away. Mate. I said to the guys today, I said, let's open up the phones. One triple three five three. Let's do it right now. Okay. What have you eaten that isn't food? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like a thing that's not food that you've eaten. Now, yeah. I've actually, as somebody told me, you know, this is awful. Don't ever do this. Don't ever do this. But you know packaging that you get in boxes, have yeah, I? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Now, apparently that's made out of cornstarch or something. Is yep. that true, Liam? Yep. So I ate one. Yeah, of course. It tasted did. like it looked, like foam. Right. And it was awful. Right. And then I went, oh, I had that moment where I went, oh, my God. I'm so gullible. I've just eaten what is clearly foam. Right. And somebody's told me it's food, so I've just gone, oh, I'll eat it. Yeah. I'm a dickhead. So I ate some, and then I got paranoia that I'd just eaten a poison. <laughs> right. And that it might have some sort of, like, it might affect my brain or something. Right. Oh, <laughs> and I seem to be okay. Yeah. Do you know what's really disheartening? <laughs> That's as quick as I've seen the phones light up on the show. <laughs> yeah. I wondered what right. that sonic boom was. <laughs> What have you eaten that isn't food? Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The following is an official announcement from the Australian Government. Over the past few years, thought crime has reached record levels. Subversion is rife. Our enemies are everywhere. Trust no one. Luckily, there is an answer. Peter Dutton. No, not Peter Dutton. Thank God. Introducing a new series on Podcast One that interrogates the real threats to Australia, like John Safran, Rob Sitch, and children's author Andy Griffiths. Oh, God, I love those treehouse books. Who will survive? Who will fail? Introducing Extreme Vetting with The Chaser. The Chaser. The only show with the power of life and death over its guests. Listen at podcast1.com.au or via the Podcast One app. 
Merrick Phil here on Triple M, joined this afternoon by comedian Justin Hamilton. And we started off the conversation one way and we've ended up in a really nice place, which is what have you eaten that isn't food? My son ate part of his iPad. Yeah. And I'm, you can't, I'm not going to jail for that. I no. had nothing to do with it. I wasn't at home. You weren't at home. No, my wife was. Like, you know, we love Georgie. I but do, but if we if one of us has to go to prison. It's her. Definitely. You can't go again. I can't go. Not, <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> Strangely, I've been banned. Yeah, you've been banned from prison. <laughs> All right, taking your calls. On what have you eaten that isn't food? We've got Mick and Basil. G'day, Mick. Hey, lads, how are you? Oh, hang on. Mick Just sounds like per- he's eating an iPad. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, we've got no, a bad no, line. Hang on a second. My, uh, hey, Mick, we're going to have to whack you on hold, mate, because your line's crap. Yeah, let's... Uh, we'll, move, we'll see if we can get you oh. back up in a sec, Mick. Let's move on to the next he one, He was Mitch. starting positively, too. Oh. I want to hear what Mick has to say. We've got no shortage of calls, though. Surprise, surprise. Kate in Bexley. Hey, mate. Um, oh! oh! Maybe it's us. Is it us? Oh. Hold on. This? Is this... Uh, <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try another phone line. Let's see if we can go back to Kate here. Okay. Here we go. Technology. Kate. <laughs> oh, that's, that's worse! <laughs> Has your son come in and eaten half of old stereo <laughs> while we've been on air? What's going on? This is God, no the idea. What do we? Hey, oh, I'm pretty good at technical stuff. Do you want to have a go at this? Later? Yeah. Oh, right. oh this is great. One. Do not come around this side so, of the desk, so, Merrick. You know what happens. So Merrick has uh, gotten out of the boundaries that he's allowed to sit in. No, in the studio don't touch and anything. He's, he's now quality. pressing don't buttons. Don't touch anything. Kate, are you there? Yeah, mate. Oh, no. no. Yeah, but by pushing it up and down, Merrick, that doesn't help anything. <laughs> is it on? It, it, it was on. You've turned it off now. Don't push other buttons. Don't push other buttons. We know oh, you've man. turned the station off. Look, we're having problems with our phone lines at the moment. Man, which, I which never it... want to see Merrick with Donald Trump. That could... Uh... <laughs> Just press the buttons, Donald. Hey, well, we, we'll see if Big we can seconds. get it fixed up. But I was, um, amazingly, one of my mates, uh, who you actually bought some wine off the other day. Uh, do you know, know what his pike? party trick was? Uh, Riley Harrison Wines, check him out. Yeah. you know what his party trick was back in the day when he was young and dumb? No. He would go up to people at parties mm. and rip off a button yep. off their shirt or their pants or whatever and yep. swallow it. Yeah, right. So that way they spent the rest of the night missing a button oh, and he couldn't give it back because God, you he'd gotta, swallow it. You've got to be careful with that. Like he should have done half first and then yeah. half later to just yeah. see how powerful exactly. those things were. Exactly. I mean, you know what? Take one of the little ones on the inside of the shirt that's right. left over there, see how you go. And if you need to, you get one off the front. That's, right. Then you mm. go from there. Well, you, I, what I, an I, idiot. While we're trying to organize the sound, I'll tell you, uh, this isn't what I've done. But uh, a friend of mine in Adelaide, his party trick was he would sometimes just be standing there. I I saw him do this twice, Mm. and it was twice too often. He would just be standing there. He's a big guy. Uh, He wouldn't move. His name's Mal. He would just not be talking to anyone. And then he would just open his mouth, and a spider would crawl out. (laughs) That is amazing. So he would get a spider, and he would put it in his mouth, and with his tongue, press the abdomen up against the the roof of his mouth. So the spider's in there going, oh. Tell me a huntsman. Did he use a huntsman? It was a huntsman. Oh, that is outstanding. Yeah. Let me put it this way. You really don't want to have uh, been getting into Sergeant Peppers when you see that shit go down. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. That is just, incredible. You yeah. start with half a spider, though. Get, and then, yeah. just do half hang a on a second. How does the spider not bite his mouth on the inside or lay well, eggs? Well, uh, well, who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'll be hanging out with him one day, and next minute you go, and I'll see lots of baby spiders. He would depress it into the roof of his so, mouth yeah. and hold it there. Yeah. Holy Merrick, shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know what you want to do. Uh, well, it, I mean, I've had a hairy spider in my mouth, but not... Um... <laughs> That was also my dancing name back in the 90s, but I... Uh... Let's <laughs> see if we can get these phone lines fixed. Okay. Hammer, you mm. will be pleased to know. I saw Dunkirk on Saturday. Hello. That film is awesome. It's everything that you said it would be. Oh, Brilliant. 
I am wrapped that you feel that way as well. Because there's two types of people I've decided in this world who yep. have seen Dunkirk, and it's those people who think it's an amazing film and people who can go F themselves. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the people that are wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> like, completely wrong. It's a, like, it's, it's, a, it's a taut movie. It's an hour and 40 minutes of whiz-bang, go for it, telling an incredible story and done in a way that is completely different to any other blockbusters floating about. It was really, really good. I expected it to be good, but it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Spot on. And I, not, you know, it's not massive carnage. It's not, no. I think, what, you know, it's not a lot of blood in it. I no. Said, I mean, there's not a lot of real kind of human blood in that. There's blood once. Yeah. Once. With the, with that, the small boy. Not, yeah. Not, yeah. 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 Well, well we have, bad. I haven't seen it, guys. Yeah. Oh, well, then let's spoil it. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry. I thought you'd But if you... Do the French win? What, 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 oh. uh, sorry, when when did that happen? I don't know. Right? No, no. Historically, I mean, Mate, we're not you... talking about <laughs> we're not talking about the World Cup. <laughs> but it's uh, man, it's uh, it's one of my favourite performances by Tom Hardy, and I reckon he says seven words. Yeah, not a lot of dialogue in it, which right. suits Botsy. I just like to sit yes. there. I was in the cinema having a beer, just going, "This is good. Less talky, yeah. more shooty." Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Nolan uh, Christopher Nolan deliberately made it as a PG movie because he wanted it to be uh, completely accessible to a broad range of uh, cinema goers. Ah. And uh, and that's why for a war movie, it's it's more a suspense film set in war time. Yeah. And it's, uh, I feel like it's, uh, even though they're very different films, I feel like the experience was more like watching Gravity on the big screen where, you know, Gravity just started yep. off very calmly and then an hour and then 40 minutes hectic. later, you were like, oh, I am exhausted. Yeah. And that's what Dunkirk does. Yeah, it's excellent. You know what I like? The fact that it is only an hour and 40. It's, yeah. It doesn't drag its heels at any stage. Yep. It's really well made. Yeah. Like it's proper well made. Yeah. And Spitfires, they are a cool aeroplane. Now, one thing I remember you hanging a lot of shit on me about mm. was me saying to you mm. that Harry Styles was fantastic. Uh, he wasn't bad. No, I feel like you're trying to double nah, down on your on nah. your on your content of Harry Styles. He was good. He was really good. Yeah, yeah, he was. The, the thing is, there's no crap acting in it. None. There's none. No. Like it's like everyone just had a moratorium and they went, okay, let's all agree, no one be shit. Yeah. Everyone. Went, okay, okay, cool. Let's do that. What about you, Harry? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Everyone looked at Kenneth Branagh and went, "You're really good. Let's follow <laughs> <Yeah>. his lead." <laughs> How good's Kenneth Branagh? He's awesome. Yeah. He's the only person who talks in the entire film. <laughs> just about. If I was listening to this right now as like I watch a review of this film, yeah. I'd be going, he blokes are talking about something I've got no idea about. Mate. I'm not sure whether or not I'm going to go and see it. Go and see it. Do it's you, amazing. Do you agree with my rating of five panic erections out of five? A hundred percent. Right. I actually had one before we went in yes. to the cinema, which is awkward because I was carrying the popcorn. Well, you got to carry it somehow. <laughs> you are... <laughs> I said, would you, you like butter with that? And I said, oh, oh, I don't no, no, okay. No, no, all right. I like my popcorn that, dry. Uh, okay. <laughs> Justin Hamilton, I expect better from you. Why? I really do. I'm just trying to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> now, unfortunately, do you know what? Do you know what your? Do you you know what your? What? Happy what chat. Are you doing? Happy, what are you... Do you know what your happy chat has done? What? It means we've run out of time to talk about the koala chlamydias. Oh, what? Yep. No, Sorry. We, we can talk about it now. No, we're out of time. We're going to go to an ad break. No, really? good on some of those koalas who know oh. how to wear a dinger. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Hamilton in the studios this afternoon. Great to have you here, Hamo. It's been Thank fun. You. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> it's been a bit loose, been a oh, bit weird. Mate. Eh, expect that. It's a Monday. Mate, I embrace chaos. <laughs> 
good times because yep. we're about to do a quiz. Now, I did want to talk very, very quickly about Sydney Koala's chlamydia issues, but oh yeah, uh, we might have to get that to, to that another time. Mate, um, they'll still have the issues next mm, week when Hammers on. Yeah, I don't think there's one of those things that they're going to go to the chemist. They're not going to nick down a price line anytime soon and go, <laughs> right. what have you got for this? Well, I just, I just respect a koala on penicillin. Like, yeah, you know, good on him. <laughs> well, here's the thing. The problematic for the, the koala too, just very quickly, Liam. Sorry. Sure. No, 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 go for it, mate. Very quickly for for, for a koala, a local yeah. koala with a chlamydia issue, goes yeah. down to price line, goes down to yeah. the chemist and just goes, I'm sorry, I've yeah. got a bit of a problem here. And they go, what, you've already been to the makeup section because you've got a Revlon there. And right. Like, no, no. Merrick. No, that's the issue. What, that you've, you're holding a lipstick I in, have in your little prepared. pouch? I have You crazy little <laughs> yeah, right. like, No, no, it's not It's not actually Revlon at all. No. Is it Maybelline? This no, is not. not Maybelline. <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a koala doodle. Yeah. It's an inflamed koala doodle. I am actually going to pull your mic down. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> he just said two magic words. I've never heard the words koala doodle before. Can anyone hear that's, us? That's Are we what still that, on? That's, that's Merrick's talking about what they do on the phone when they're bored. Oh. Right. Okay, it's book week <laughs> in New South Wales. <laughs> Yeah, it is book koala. week in New South Wales yes. today. So parents are, are all around New South Wales and Sydney will be helping dress their kids up and take them to school as characters from their favourite books. Yep. Uh, this year's theme is Escape to Everywhere. It's all about getting your head in a book and going off to visit amazing places. So, That's great. Have your kids dressed up this week yet, Mitch? Yeah, they've got something, they've got something going on. Their mum's organising some uh, costumes to dress up as something, something. Wolfie dressed as an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ate part of himself. Yeah. That's my boy. I, That's my boy. I have prepared. A book week quiz for you guys. Books great. are fun. Books are great. Is it book time yet? Oh, I just can't wait to read a book. Oh, I didn't realise you have such a good voice, Liam. Thank you. What is that? That sounds like a lure. <laughs> that was Barney the Dinosaur. Okay. No, no, it doesn't sound like no, that at all. You're... <laughs> <laughs> Duck and roll. <laughs> someone, someone call a helicopter. We're going to need to be airlifted out of here. Plausible deniability. <laughs> Okay. Get back to Koala Doodle. <laughs> See, things were safe there. <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought they're talking about koalas? <laughs> would be safe in the book week. All right. Your names, okay. your names are your buzzers. Merrick. Hammo. Oh, very good. <laughs> they work. You both pass. Okay, here we go. Is this about books? It is about books. Uh, <clears throat> what is the world's best-selling book? Merrick. Yes, Merrick. The Bible. Oh, sorry, wrong button. You're correct. Oh, okay. God, I was, I was going to say the Bible. No, and you're then you spot got on. A and One I point, thought, Merrick. Oh, okay. okay. To the nearest million, how many costs? Copies are estimated to have been sold of the Bible. In total, forever? Yeah, closest to the pin here. Uh, Hamo. Yep. 327 million. Okay. Merrick, uh, 1.8 billion. I'm going to give it to Merrick. 5 billion is the estimated of how many copies of the Bible have been sold. Wow. Wow. Don't they realise that they can just go into a hotel and read one? (laughs) (laughs) They're all in hotels. (laughs) Right. All right. What next segment, I'm going to give you you the author's name, and you've got to tell me what they called their biography. Okay. All right. Here we go. Easy one to start with. Anthony Kiedis. Lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Scar Tissue. That's Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm really bad at this. Yeah, you're not good at the okay. moment. No. Three, it's the original zip. title was no. Jam It Up The Arm. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that's a very funny okay. title. Uh, People who are big Red Hot Chili Pepper fans out there, give uh, ring up now and not get through <laughs> and uh, give Eric yeah. respect. Mm. All right, next one. Gene Simmons. What did Gene Simmons call his biography? Hammo. Yes, Hammo. Lick it up. <laughs> Good guess. Not ba- not right, though. Not right. Uh, Merrick, any thoughts? Kundalini? Uh, can... No, Kundalini. No, no, it was Kiss and Makeup. Oh, oh right. right. All right. Uh, Lance Armstrong. Right. What did he call his book? Hammo. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hang on. Who was it? Lance, Lance Armstrong. Armstrong. Um, uh, Merrick, one Power Juice. <laughs> 
Merrick, one nut, two wheels. <laughs> oh, come on. He called it, it's not about the bike. Oh, yeah, of course and not. And it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no, he was running up the <laughs> side of it. <laughs> Mate, it was a giveaway when you won seven tour of... <laughs> Francis with the bike on your shoulders. All right. yeah. Last question. I need you to listen to this and tell me who it is and what are they reading. With his eyes wide and full of fear, he gently tugs my hand and places it on his chest. Am I? Yes, am I. In it the forbidden is, zone. Uh, oh, hang on. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, and he is reading Seven Shades of Grey. Oh. He's reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I said Seven Shades of Grey. I I was seven. Are you scared to go all the way to fifty? No, mate. I was thinking of the prequel. (laughs) (laughs) We've got to go. It was pre-something. Yeah. Oh, Merrick. Koala Doodle. (laughs) Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrick villain. Merrick villite. Merrick villain. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9. Triple.